Hey, Don't Ask TIG listeners. I have a TIG technology tip. How's about you ask someone's permission to give out someone else's phone number or their email, or when you're emailing, ask if somebody wants to be CC'd on something. I cannot stand it when I get an email and somebody just throws me in the loop. I I cannot stand opening my email and finding that I'm like being introduced to somebody without being told ahead of time, hey, do you mind if I introduce you to my friend or coworker or the person that you were interested in connecting with in the first place? Just ask people, how would you like to be connected? Or would you like to be connected? I feel like there should be something where if your name is being added to something that you're not normally added to, it should say, do you want to be added to this chain? And then you click yes or no. That's what I feel. And if somebody out there works for Gmail or Hotmail or AOL or Yahoo or all of the popular sites, you should come up with that. It's a good idea. Um, And all of you people that are like, I don't care. I'm just going to throw you in on the CC or I'm just going to give your phone number out or I'm going to give this or that. It's like, how dare you? How dare you? Let me know what you guys think of that. All right. Now, on with the show. Have you done a podcast before? No, uh, no. This is my first podcast, and I, I don't sound breathless, but I uh-huh. feel extremely breathless. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could lie and say I'd done another podcast, but... This is number one. This number is one. the first one. Yeah. And I want to, you know, give you a heads up so to get ready for a little bump in okay. your career. So oh. here we okay. go. All right. <sighs> This is Don't Ask Tig. I'm Tig Notaro reminding you, don't ask, but do tell. Today's guest is an Emmy-nominated actor, comedian, writer, and producer. She's the host of the podcast, Hey, the JV Club, where she talks with celebrities about their awkward teenage years. She's also the co-founder of one of the largest and most acclaimed comedy festivals in North America, the San Francisco Sketch Fest. It's so good to have you here, Janet Varney. Oh, Tig, thank you so much for having me here on my first podcast. How <laughs> I guess it's the ruses I've been revealed. My terrible yeah. trickery has been exposed. Yeah, you've been doing a podcast and I've been on that podcast. I know, I know. I don't twice, in fact. You're one of the very, very few people who has done it twice. And I still thought that I could pull the wool, as they say. <laughs> pull the wool. Pull the wool. No, you can't. I can't. I apologize. I feel I owe you and each listener an apology. Well, that's gonna take a while because yeah. 
we are the number one podcast in the world <laughs> in all categories. <laughs> so you best get started. Oh, God. How long has your podcast been going on? It's about nine and a half years. And then I've also been doing a podcast that is an improvised space comedy podcast. Is it this one? Voyage to the Star. It is. If you think that we, you right now are hosting an improvised space comedy podcast, <laughs> we have a lot to unpack and then pack again. Space comedy? Meaning like yeah, outer like space? A, it's like, yeah, it's sort of a, like a Star Trekky sort of a bunch of people end up on a ship together. It's and funny you should mention space. Star Trekky. Because I'm now on Star Trek Discovery. <gasps> See? I yeah. told you I was going to find ways to pepper in promotions. You just didn't yeah. know I was going to be doing them exclusively for you. I had no idea, Janet. Yeah. Speaking of Spacey, you have a proud identity as a dork. Oh, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> How dare you? This is, you're, you're combing through an old bio that someone else wrote and just <laughs> don't, tagging each... Don't. Thing. Don't you dare. Yes. Don't I you am dare. a proud dork, 100%. What inspired you to come out and reclaim that term? Um, I mean, I guess I don't know that I felt like it had been taken away from anyone and that it needed to be reclaimed in like a victorious flag-waving kind of way. Here's the thing. Nerd, yes, sure. Many of us are nerds about certain things. I feel like that's even too cool because being a dork still allows for just doing dumb stuff that is goofy and silly and sort of not based in anything <laughs> intelligent, but mm -hmm. with heart. And yeah. that is sort of, I think, where I was coming from when I decided to identify myself in more of a I'm a dork kind of way than in a like, oh, I'm a nerd or I'm a geek, because that felt like, no, 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 that makes it sound like I'm just very smart about certain things. Whereas you really embrace the nonsense and the silliness. I just want there to be room for me to not know what I'm talking about. That's all I'm asking for. Now, is there anything in your life right now that you need advice on? Ooh, great question. Can Thank we you. put that? But, uh, but wait, this would be you giving me the advice. I mean, we'll see. Okay. But I'd love to help if I can. I mean, in general, I think you are a lower strung person than I am. And I mm -hmm. have been confronted with my anxiety about health and mortality. Mm -hmm. This last year, my mom died. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Janet. Thank you. I didn't know that. Yeah, I honestly thought about calling you, but then I was like, that's so weird. No. Just because you went through it. It's a lot. And there have been so many people who have gone through that during the pandemic. And I've had just, you know, random health stuff of my own that I've mm -hmm. been dealing with. It's been kind of a like, oh, we all are confronting our mortality just by virtue of this virus. But then when you are one of the many people who loses a family member during the pandemic or who finds out you have cancer or finds out you have some other problem that you didn't know about, that's a lot to take in at once. So mm -hmm. I think for me, I'm constantly interested in the way people mitigate their anxiety, the way the relationship that they have to their anxiety, because I'm, you know, a very young woman. Uh, of course, I won't will not say my age here. Uh, certainly would not disclose that here. I wouldn't do it on this show. Okay, Not on this show. Not on the number one show in the world in all categories. Now, do you want my advice? Sure. I would say that what you do have control over as far as any sort of health issues 
Um, and obviously, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. But I know for myself, I try to keep all of the pieces in order that I have control over. And that's having become vegan. And I know you exercise. I don't know if you're still cycling every day. Are you still doing that? I haven't been cycling because part of what's been going on with me is sort of weirdly arthritic. And Mm, so I haven't mm -hmm. been able to get on my bike. So I walk Uh like hours a day. Oh, really? I try to cover the same territory. Like you and I rode on the L.A. River. Uh That takes time to ride there and then ride that river. Now I still insist on doing that because I don't want to feel like I've lost something. But it takes like five hours instead of like one <laughs> but i'm like Nini, look at me on the bike path everyone that's right and that's really good i mean that's kind of all i do as well is walk but i've been concentrating also on my sleep because i've learned so much about sleep and the brain and health and all of it tied in together and to bring up arthritis and i really hate to be but i can't help it being the annoying vegan person, but it is so directly tied to diet. It can be different types of arthritis. Yeah. And I know that you can't always cure everything with food, but sometimes you can. And a lot of times you can. Yeah. And so those are the three things that I've really been trying to stay on top of personally, because I have control over it. Right. I feel like, yes, you're right. Those are the things I can control. I think I have a good relationship to that stuff. I Mm. think that this sort of existential stuff, I absolutely can't control. um, Mm -hmm. But I'm just trying to have a relationship to it that feels okay. So Mm -hmm. in addition to trying, you know, just wanting to sort of be in the best version of myself as I can to stay as healthy as I can, there's also the mental side of that, which is like, yeah, I'm going to die. I don't know Mm -hmm. when, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's I think it's just been more front and center for a lot of us in the last year and a half than we expected it to be. And so, you know, it just looks and feels a little different. Uh But I appreciate everything you're saying. I think you're you're dead on. And for sure, there's a ton of stuff that I don't that I do and don't eat because it is so tied to the Mm. gut. And the other thing that I forgot to mention is breathing exercises. Mm hmm. And I don't know if you've explored that at all, but that really, really has been helpful. But um, we haven't even started the questions. Oh, okay. Our first question is on the subject of yelling. Okay, yelling, yelling. Yelling. Yes, indeed. Yelling, okay. All right, Violet writes, one of my coworkers is a yeller. Mm. I'm leaving in two weeks. Should I say anything? I have a service position where my contract ends in two weeks, and I want to leave on good terms with my supervisor and coworkers. However, one of the team has started taking out his frustrations by yelling at us <sighs> in a way that is unprofessional and makes me feel nervous and unsafe yeah. and leaves me on the verge of tears. I don't want to leave on a dramatic note and jeopardize my professional relationship with my supervisor. Should I say something to him? or my supervisor, or just leave it because I'm gone in three weeks. Violet, I feel your pain. I want to say I worked in an environment that could be considered toxic in my 20s, my early 20s. And it's really hard. That's very much something that when you're on the outside of it, you're like, ah, 
just say something or like, ah, get out of there. Why haven't you quit? And if you are a person who has been in a relationship like that, whether it's your family or a work environment or a romantic relationship, siblings, you name it, as soon as I think you experience that once, you have this sort of deep and abiding understanding and empathy for people who are in that situation because it seems so easy from the outside to just go, well, just do what's right. Mm -hmm. But it is really hard and it is scary. Um, If you feel like this guy is yelling and that's a change in his character and he is now doing this thing, everyone noticed the difference and no one likes yelling. No one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe you're yelling right now. No one likes. I'm so angry about this right now. (laughs) Tig. I hear it in your voice. I feel angry with you. I know it happening. I don't know. I can't believe I've made an example of this situation by becoming the thing I hate and that Violet hates. Violet, I apologize. Tig, I apologize. I accept it. But I'm sure I'm sure everyone knows. And I'm sure if you say something to your supervisor, what probably will happen? I don't think you'll jeopardize your relationship ongoing I don't after think you so leave. I think that all. person's going to say... I know. Like, it's going to be like, they're going to be so eager to respond already that they know mm-hmm. what she's talking about, mm-hmm. that it's going to be, she won't even finish. She'll be like, I've noticed a change. And they're going to be like, oh, the yelling. I know. I got to do something about that. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. then you will feel like you've said your piece and said, you know, I'm sure a lot of other people feel the way I do. This isn't something I've been talking about with everyone, but it's uncomfortable to have somebody be negative like that in the workplace and 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 something should be done. And 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 Violet, you could also mention the fact that and I don't know if you've enjoyed your job, um, but maybe that could be something you could say to your supervisor is that that you want to leave with a nice feeling about the place Good and point. and not leave with um this toxicity and uh I think it's worth saying, and I agree, it's not easy to do, but it's uh, important to do for yourself. I'm going to agree that uh, it's likely that this person is uh, is not going to have ill feelings towards you and will be anxious to be helpful. And maybe that's the thing you never know. Maybe you're the thing that is going to push that supervisor over into the the side of doing something like that person could feel the same kind of anxiety that you feel about talking about it and having someone that he likes and respects come and say something to him maybe or, or, she, or her of course or her of or course, they I apologize or they absolutely they could say to themselves i've been sitting on this and i can't do it anymore because it's been brought to my attention by someone else mm-hmm. this is going to be the impetus for me to take action and protect the rest of the people at the, in the workplace All right, Violet, I sincerely hope your next job is a yelling-free environment. Janet, sit tight, and I know you will. I I am so sorry I started yelling that I got so passionate. Well, let's just take it down. Let's just take it down a notch, okay? We're not finished yet. Okay, I'm breathing. We'll return with more questions after the break. And we're back. 
with more questions. <gasps> this next one covers tipping etiquette. Okay. Annette writes, I regularly get massages for therapeutic reasons. Good for you. That is smart. There's more to it. Nope. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I appreciate She just wrote in to let us know that. Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> don't spoil it for me. Annette, I just want to know you're out there getting massages. That's all I needed. Thank you. Uh, I'm not wealthy, so I often go to a massage school or a strip mall massage. And sometimes I splurge on a $150 massage. Tips in general are a conundrum for me. I am aware of the 10 to 20% rule, but it seems unfair in many situations. What is the right amount to tip? Could we start a movement to rid the world of all tipping? I mean, I think that place is parts of Europe that that movement has been put into effect because there are some countries where you don't tip. Oh, my gosh. Can I just tell you, I went to, where was I? I was in some country. And uh, I thought I was being good and researching how to tip. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. It was, you know, have you had one of those moments where you, you do something and, and you are completely okay in the moment, and then 10 minutes later you go, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh gosh, yes. I did mm-hmm. that all wrong. Yeah, for sure. It's part of being a dork. Yes, how dare you? But I, so I went to eat and I was told that, <laughs> that when you tip in this country, you find your server, you make eye contact, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you put oh, the money no. in their hand No, while okay. you're making All eye right. contact and you say, this feels very mafia. Thank you. <laughs> so I did that. I did that. It's so, in- it's so intense. It's so intense. And it was <laughs> the nicest restaurant in the city. Okay. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes later, I go, oh, gosh. Because I, I learned a little more about the money. And I had essentially oh, tipped no. this guy two cents. Oh. Two cents. Okay. So the, so the personal... Like gazing meaningfully into his eyes. That was all right. That was all right. That was all right. It was that you tipped him almost nothing. Almost nothing with a very okay. confident, friendly, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Here are two pennies. <laughs> Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. I might have gone back. I don't remember. It was so horrifying to me when I yeah. pictured my earnest face. <laughs> Locking eyes with him <laughs> and thanking him so sincerely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's a nightmare! It's a nightmare. Do you did he have time to see already? Like, do you think that he was already processing the fact that you had given him almost no, nothing when that no. was happening, or he had he was like, "Oh, she's wonderful." Yeah, and then you left, and then as he looked as I turned my hand. back, he saw that I had placed <laughs> two pennies in the palm of his hand, and he saw me shuffle off. Waving grandly at everyone, like best customer, leaving the restaurant just in case you're I will, wondering. I will tell my friends. I will tell everyone to come back. Um, so, as far as tipping, um, that's tough. It is tough um, because, well, first of all, you're not wealthy, Annette. That's one thing. 
Yeah. She's not wealthy. And so it makes sense that she's going to, you know, the schools and strip mall masseuses, which a lot of times are really incredible. Um, But I do think that um, I wish we could get rid of tipping because it is so... It's it's stressful. It's it's confusing. It's so stressful, especially when you're in another country and you're giving people two pennies. And there's nobody that's going to be upset if you're if you're tipping a typical amount i guess maybe where it gets weird is or uncomfortable is when you splurge and go to a 150 dollar massage and um maybe you're not wanting to tip 20 percent on 150 I, I wait so are you saying that she should tip 20 percent at the strip malls and in the schools like that's sort of the understood amount i feel like it but i i mean is that outrageous or uh, no i don't know yeah. I, I i it's tough because well that's why i tell people not there's to ask so many me. different some people are in business for themselves uh-huh. so the the money that you're giving them is the money they have said they need for that service some people are paying you know right but are you gonna walk in and in ask space? everybody like oh yeah no exactly you can't like there's just so much that is sort of up in the air Mm um uh but i don't know that and so i tend to just do 20 percent. but it's true you're really budgeting for you know 20 percent. that's like five visits it's like by five visits you've tipped the amount of one (laughs) massage look at you crunching numbers this is so impressive nothing about that was useful (laughs) not at all not one thing sometimes i run into these situations where i'm like i don't know what to tell you and i kind of feel that way with annette where i i feel like it seems like you're doing things right and you're going to have to continue to do that. But and also, like, I mean, in a perfect world, you find somebody that you like enough that and even if they are a student or even if they are, you know, not even if you like, stick if with them all great if they're and then at some point, perhaps you could even have the conversation like, hey, you know, uh-huh. can you can, you know, you could do the little thing like you and I have been, you know, can I is we're in a place where I could ask you this. I mean, it's kind of is it cool if I don't tip you? <laughs> Are you cool with that? Because I'm kind of saving up to splurge on the $150 massage. Because I did the math, and I could see you one more time for every five times I see you. If I just didn't if tip. If I do not tip you. Okay, so who is it? And that that's what Janet and I think that you should do. Let us know how that goes. And um, I think you're doing the right thing. And... Uh, yeah let's start a movement to we're all just doing the best we can yeah just don't tip anyone two cents like i did especially after <laughs> it's truly like doing the 150 dollars massage and then handing two <laughs> pennies into somebody's hand <laughs> and being like thank you <laughs> let's take a break from talking with our guests for a new segment sponsored by better help online therapy that I'm calling Therapy Etiquette, where I answer your questions about getting the professional help we need and deserve. Shelby from Atlanta, Georgia writes, I know the first couple of therapy sessions are like a trial period with a therapist, but how do I know if they're the right fit? I've had a few friends tell me, just try it out and see if they're a fit, but I kind of don't know what I should be looking for or how I should feel to know whether this is the right therapist for me. 
Well, I have been going to therapy on and off since I was like 17 or 18 years old, and I'm 50 now. And there's definitely been a couple of therapists that I knew were not the ones for me. First of all, one of them, (laughs) when I told her I was gay, told me I was not gay. So um, that didn't last long. I feel like if somebody is pushing back on you trying to express yourself or share your feelings or be vulnerable, that is going to be a clear example of somebody that is not the right fit. You want to make sure that you can um, feel comfortable and feel like you can get any question out into the open and understand yourself better and get the sort of feedback that you're going to need in order to do that. And I think that some people like for it to be the feeling of their mother or their best friend. Great. Others want a very stoic, quiet listener Whatever it is, I say try out a few different therapists and try out a few different therapy styles. Do some research before you go in and uh, think about how much you're paying and uh, would that amount that you're paying equal, you know, the exchange that you're getting in your therapy session? Is it a good payoff? I think once you're in conversation in your session with the right therapist, you are going to know. You're going to feel it, and you'll be back for more. I hope this has been helpful or at least somewhat reassuring. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this Q&A. Now let's return to our conversation with Janet Varney. All right, Janet, this next one comes from Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Well, she's not here. She's... Um... Hello, Crystal. Hi, I can't hear you. <laughs> Crystal, are you still there? I know you're here because Tig said that this was a question from you. Hello. Hello. Wow. I guess she hung up. Let's move on okay. to the next one. Right. <laughs> Crystal writes, I work for a pool and maintenance company. I wear a lot of tank tops and shorts. I have many tattoos. Most of the properties are full of older gentlemen who often come up to me touch my tattoos, and talk very close to my face. What is a nice way to tell them to back off without risking my job? Ooh, that's a good question, too. People are really writing you, you, Tignotaro, with legit, I mean, they need help. These are really good questions. And I just want them to get the best You're a dork. You think I'm a doofus. You're like, why? On- Your podcast is called Don't Ask Tig. I know. I'm a big fan of it. I listen to Mine it every is week. Ask Not Janet What She Can Do for Your Country. It's a whole convoluted <laughs> quote thing. Uh, also a great, also a great question and a tough situation. Uh huh. I feel like it. it's not even that you have to do it in a nice way, just in a direct way would be, yeah. would, would be my. What's the direct way? Like, I'm I'm Crystal, and no, I'm the guy. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Crystal, are you there? Okay, I apologize, Crystal, for hi, getting all hi, this role-playing. Can guy. you speak Crystal? up, please? Crystal, 
Okay, I'm oh, the guy. Oh, I'm hearing her crystal hey, clear. Hey, let me put my hand on your upper arm. Look at this. Look at this beautiful, wait, nice ink, wait, what young is, lady. What is that accent? It's a dirty guy, old guy, old guy, dirty, wants to, you know, hey, hey. <laughs> it's, it's like pretty Fonzie. It's uh, pretty Fonzie. Um, hey, nice. Hey, let me take a look at this. Uh, let's see. I would personally say, um, hey, well, see, <laughs> I know you're there, old man. Hey, 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 hey I know you're there. Um uh, see, my delivery, I think, is very different than what Crystal would probably do. And I, to be honest, not only do I not know Crystal, I can't even hear her. You seem to be the only one that can hear her. Oh, I'll try. I'll, uh, yeah, I can. I can. But I feel like yeah. if 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 Old Man Winter was like hey hey uh, on my tattoos and talking close to my face, I'd say, oh, you know, I. Uh, I need a little bit of space when I interact with people. Um, yeah. And uh, and I think that's what I would say. Is that, I mean, is that happening? Oh, God, see this, I hate that it's, that now things are in the perspective of like, wait, is that happening pre-COVID? Is that happening now? Because our whole relationship with talking close to one another mm-hmm. has changed globally to mm-hmm. the point where you legit could say like, I've had a recent COVID exposure. If you could just, I don't want to get you, I don't want to get you sick. And I do, I have said that yeah. in like Comic-Con type, type situations where, you know, there's a, you sort of put a distance and make it about you. Like, oh, I just, I just got over the, the bad cold. Uh-huh. But if you want to, so that's, that's a way to do it without making it about what is actually happening. Yeah. Um, then there's another way of approaching it that is like, okay, well, do I feel the responsibility to sort of further women's rights or anyone's rights Mm -hmm. and kind of help communicate that that's just not okay in general Mm -hmm. i don't know that there's a great way to do that okay so let's say i'm old man winter hey hey, yeah and you happen to have a tank top on this is perfect hey hey, hey. oh what's this uh on on your arm are you gonna cut in at any point or am i gonna have to i just wanted to see what tattoo you were interested in first oh this one here that says uh that's an anchor. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Uh, oh, yeah. I got a lot of them. I got a lot of them. You know what? You can actually see them better from far away. I know that sounds crazy, but like I'm I'm just weird. And I'm one of those ladies who doesn't like to be touched by strangers and stuff. Um, you seem great. I'm going to go clean this pool. Good day to you, sir. And so that's what you would say to I said good day. And I and you know what sucks? It sucks, Crystal, that you don't feel and this is not your fault. And I'm yelling in a workplace you environment. Really are. Take I apologize. Uh, it sucks that you that folks still feel like they can't just say I'm not comfortable with you. T- you're a little too close. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't have to worry about losing your job. Yeah, you shouldn't have to worry about that. You should be able to say, ah, you know what? I prefer you not touch me. Uh-huh. That's inappropriate. Yes. And that you shouldn't have to worry about losing your job. And mm-hmm. that is where my heart breaks for you, Crystal, because so many of us are still in that position where, you know, where we feel the pressure of that. And I'm sorry that you're even having to deal with this. It's such a headache and it's a bummer. Well, That's very negative. No, it's but it's true. And I think the most direct that you can be, because uh, I, I don't think you have to find a nice way to do it. I'm not saying you have to do it in like... Any way that is going to be out of character for you, but um, I don't think you have to be 
nice about it. I like that. Yeah. And if you say it like it's not a confrontation, mm-hmm. but you're clearly stating, that's what that is what I take away from the way Tig handles things, I will say, is that she's not like you're not like Crystal doesn't want to escalate a situation in an unpleasant way. But Nor if do I. Crystal, but but if Crystal's super chill, that's what I'm saying. Your approach, I think, is great because you're so chill about it that it doesn't it doesn't sound like it's a confrontation. It's just like, eh. I need a little space while I do my work. And it's like a non-issue. Yeah. And if you make it a non-issue, then It's all in the delivery. If we go back to comedy, it's all in the delivery. That's why you're a successful comedian and I... Are too. ...have three podcasts. Listen, I have two. I'm hoping to have a third one day. (sighs) Crystal, you have our permission to tell those creeps to back off, but... uh, I think my way was better than Janet's. So uh, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Well, Janet, that's it for listener questions. We made it. But before you run out of here or walk out of here for five mm-hmm. hours to uh, the, you could, you know what? Don't assume. I might swim out of here. <laughs> <laughs> or might... hop on two feet right out of there. I have yeah. one more thing I need to ask of you, and it comes mm-hmm. to us from the confession booth. Oh. Welcome to the confession booth. The Don't Ask Tig confession booth features listeners sharing secrets they've never told anyone in order for us to give them the advice they're afraid to ask for. Today's confession was sent anonymously. Hi, Tig. Leaving you this voicemail because I have a secret, which is that in the year 2002, which was my eighth grade year, my best friend and I on AOL made a screen name and started talking to our young and very attractive art teacher and made him believe that we were a grown woman who was very worldly and intelligent and beautiful and hilarious and ended up having a sexual conversation with him. And now this former teacher has gotten in touch with me about possibly working together. And my question is, should I ever reveal this secret? Um, first of all, you can tell this is true because this took place on AOL. Um, <laughs> that's right i mean don't isn't it odd when you stumble upon somebody these days when they are on aol Um, yeah that's the real thing that's the real thing um i don't see why you would need to mention that unless you still maybe have feelings like an attraction to this person and you think they might think it's funny or fun or I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine if, if, and I did a lot of stupid things as a kid, but I can't imagine um, if I did something like that and then I was working with somebody <laughs> that I would be like, hey, I uh, fooled you. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, especially since it's work, it could border on inappropriate to bring yeah. that discussion up. What do you, what, what say ye JV? 
Ooh, that's think... your next podcast. What's a EJV? Yes. What's a EJV? The more I say it, the less sense it makes. It's really started. What's a EJV? It sounds <laughs> now like I'm not even speaking. This. Uh, I wouldn't do. I mean, I wouldn't unless. Yeah. Is there like what's the utility of revealing it? Is there and it, and that's what. See, that's why I'm is thinking. There utility to it? Does this person? still think this guy is cute yeah does anonymous kind of w- almost want yeah to it, reveal that's it what it as seems like, like like guess what guess what we've right. already kind of had uh like a sexual relationship yes yeah uh that's what i'm getting from this because yeah. if i did not have an interest in that i would not put myself in a, a situation I I don't I guess yeah. I just don't see the point. I do I I would agree and I would say 8th grade is pretty young like it's like that I think would be uncomfortable for your teacher mm-hmm. not hot. Like I think it would have the opposite effect. So if the if there's if there is an attraction I wouldn't tell him and if there isn't an attraction I wouldn't tell him. So what we're saying is she should probably let him know. I don't think that's what we're saying, though. Agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I say no. Yeah. What do you think, Anonymous? He'd be so embarrassed. He'd be so embarrassed. He's going to be so embarrassed. Well, yeah, because he would have to realize that he was having that conversation with children. And yeah. he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he didn't know. Yeah. And how crazy... It was you and a friend acting like one person. I wonder if they were able to. He was like, "You're a Gemini, aren't you?" <laughs> I can t- I can feel these two different sides of you coming out, wanting to play. And then she writes, "Just yes," and she thinks that's where <laughs> she seems worldly. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, yeah, anonymous. Keep it to yourself. Indeed. That would be so embarrassing for that man. Oh, yeah. But I do want to know, does he still look good? And do you kind of have a crush on him still? That's what yeah. I want to know. Me too. Write me a handwritten letter and drop it in the mail and let me know. Great. Oh, all right. We've reached the end of the show, Janet. It's been a pleasure to see you again and chat. It's been a pleasure to see you and be uh, here and listen to these problems that I wish I could have been more helpful with. I wish you could have too. Thank you for giving me the out by naming your podcast Don't Ask Tig. Yeah, it's a nice out. Beautiful out. I think really it's only happened a couple of times where I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I have no idea. See the the title of the podcast. Yeah. You know? And but uh, but that just happened like three times. Mm -hmm. But on this one. Okay. Oh, Janet. Do you have anything you want to promote? I mean, I would just say if you are a person who enjoyed The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra or just one or the other, please check out Braving the Elements. You can get it anywhere you get podcasts. It has been a joy. It is one of those shows that it is actually incredibly fun and moving to sort of dissect and talk about. And uh, we talked to a lot of really amazing artists that were a part of it in various ways. Braving the Elements. Mm. Well... No, I don't want you to sound hmm. suspicious. Suspicious? <laughs> or, <laughs> hmm, likely story, <laughs> this braving the elements you talk about. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it's real. Mm-hmm. 
we I'll be the judge of whether you just made that up or not, young lady. <laughs> now let me see your tattoos. Now it's like a high class guy. Oh, uh, I have a beautiful pool. Let me look at your tattoos, Crystal. See, you, you read me wrong, and that's probably my acting ability or lack thereof, because I was really trying to make it more of like, hmm, okay, well, that's concluded the episode of. <laughs> But you interpreted it as, hmm, hmm. I don't trust you. Oh, you're lying again, aren't you? <laughs> well, it is a pleasure to have you and see you again. Yeah, I'm so honored that you asked me. Thank you so much, Tig. Don't Ask Tig is hosted by me, Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willette, Shana Deloria, and Ryan Lore. Our editor is Beth Perlman, executive producer Lauren D., engineering and sound mixing by Johnny Vince Evans and Eric Romani, digital production by Christina Lopez, talent booking by Marianne Ways, production support from Pizza Shark. Our theme music is Friend in Tig by Edie Brickell and Kyle Crusham. And Listen to Your Heart by Edie Brickell. Special thanks to Hunter Seidman, Lily Kim, and Alex Shafford. Concept developed by Tracy Mumford. Our executive consultant is Dean Capello and Gobsmack Studios. You can always ask for advice at don'tasktig.org. Just write in with your problem or send us a voicemail. Remember to follow us on social media at Don't Ask Tig. Don't Ask Tig is a production of American Public Media. And as always... Thanks, Dana, and I'll tell Becky. I'm stand-up comedian and sex symbol Tig Notaro. And I'm actor and writer Cheryl Hines. Before Cheryl and I got into the big business of podcasting together, <laughs> we were just simply friends. And we're still friends. But now we talk about a different documentary every week on our podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story. So whether you love documentaries or just want to hear us slowly lose our minds, check out Tig and Cheryl, True Story, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, cool. <laughs>